Uh, welcome back to another. <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome back to to another game week review. So uh, a quick, some housekeeping to begin with, as always. Uh, I am your host, Abhin, joined by Akshay and Tushar, who is currently in the middle of. Uh, yeah. So, hi, Akshay. How's it going? All good. All good. <laughs> yeah, Tushar. We interrupted by. Uh, he's, he's he's having a bit of a late dinner. It's it's, it's a late one for us. It's what just about. Um, just past 10 o'clock here in, in, in India. So, uh, Akshay and I did a preview for the Game Week 7, a bit of housekeeping to begin with. We did a preview for Game Week 7. It's on the channel. Yeah, if you haven't one, checked right? it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we might just read, but we didn't put it on Spotify because I no sooner had we finished recording the preview, uh, Akshay went to bed and then the Queen ended up passing away and then all the fixtures ended up getting cancelled. We didn't end up doing a... Um, a preview for game week eight because right until the end we weren't sure if the fixtures would go through. I think it was confirmed midweek, but then getting everyone's schedules together took some time. Uh, so yeah. we just let the seven games that happened play out. Um, didn't really miss anything big. Uh, fairly standard results for for most teams involved. Um, United and Chelsea and Liverpool didn't play, um, but since we spoke, I think we addressed. The the, uh, the the Tuchel sacking the last time we, we were on a pod. Uh, Graham Potter ended up taking... But I think Tushar missed out on that. Pod. Yeah, but Tushar's been like... He's, he's, yeah, we, he's we didn't get to hear his, his view being a Chelsea fan on the whole yeah, yeah. Tuchel incident. You want my view now? <laughs> <laughs> I think his view is slightly more fixed. I mean, we'll get back to it a bit later. Like, let you yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but in terms of, um, I mean, yeah, now we, we know about the Tuchel situation. I think it's a bit past right now. Uh, the fact that he's been gone two weeks, if not longer. Uh, and now Graham Potter is very much in the job. Whether he will succeed uh, depends entirely on how patient the club and the fan base is going to be with them. I think they recently signed uh, the Red Bull technical director as this as a director of football. So, yeah. oh my, yeah. so, sorry for the random beeping. My PlayStation just decided to turn on. Uh, but wow. <laughs> it's like a mind possessed Magic. sometimes. Magic. I mean, it just keeps, yeah, I, I no idea what's happening. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, coming back to Graham Potter, I think we, we saw him play one game uh, against Dynamo Zagreb where there wasn't a lot happening. I felt like he had a couple of training sessions with the team. Too early for him to implement his ideas, more or less the same um, setup. They ended up um, um, they, they ended up drawing that game. Uh, Cosmo is in the chat as per usual, and he says Tuchel is really close to joining Bayern Munich. Uh, Bayern Munich oh. also had a bit of yeah a bit of a bumpy start to the season. They I think for the first time ever they didn't they have first time in some in a very long time. Eighty four years. 84 years, 84 years, they've lost four games in a row. Oh, they've lost four games in a row. Okay, I'm clearly not up yeah, to not, sorry, not one four games. Not one of yeah, them. They've not won. They've, I think they drew. They drew or something. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, the, I and mean, previous week was the first game week where they've, in 87 games, that they've not uh, been able to score a goal. That's kind of nuts, right? I think. Who yeah, did they play? 87 games. That's. That's about, I think, four seasons back, if I'm not wrong. Three or four yeah, seasons. Yeah, it's been ago. three or four yeah. seasons ago, easy. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I will Nagelsmann end up getting the sack. I don't think it's a Nagelsmann problem as much as it's a it's a number nine problem. And a specific number nine, yeah. Yeah, very specific number nine. Given that Lewandowski has departed to the warmer climates of Barcelona, that's literally the same problem we had. Like, even if you watch the the Chelsea game, we we're actually playing decent, creative football for once. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't score, dude. Ziyech couldn't score. Oba couldn't score. No one could score. Mm. And that problem continues. The problem has been there since Diego Costa left 2016. And we still haven't solved that problem. So that's the basis of it. And I think now Bayern Munich are going to face the same problem because their goal-scoring machine has left. But they also always pull it back. Like, till December, they're like dilly-dally and they're like... Okay, guys, let's get serious and then they'll just dominate till the end. Uh, I think Bayern have already begin, begun their search for their striker. I, I mean, if you believe reports coming in from the German media, they're very fixated on one specific player and they're not, and they're reaching out to his brother who is his agent and he got hilariously trolled last season for the sheer stupidity of the contract that he got his brother. Uh, and so they'll be keeping a very clean, a, clear, a very like uh, clean. There'll be a keen eye on on whatever's <laughs> happening at, at Spurs. Uh, I don't know if Harry Kane has a legs in him. I think for the Bundesliga, he probably will, because uh, I don't think it'll be it's as physically demanding as the Premier League is. Like look at Lewandowski, uh, not the quickest, but man, when he's in the positions he needs to be in. And oh, can you imagine Kane in that deep playmaker role uh, as as a number ten, letting Mane and San run, uh, Mane and uh, Sani run after? Oh my God, guys, this has to happen. It just struck me. You'll have a team with Mane, Sani, and Kane. How can this has oh, to happen? Oh wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Please, for, for all the footballing gods, whatever there is, purely for the puns. But yeah, you have Mane and Sani running um, behind. Dude, that's Kane, insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a really bad joke that I will not like it. Uh, but always good to see. Um, I mean, it's always good to see a, a, a fresh set of competitors in the Bundesliga. I think currently Dortmund are top of the league. Actually, Dortmund is top. Yeah, Dortmund yeah. Top. So I don't I know how long that will last. Union Berlin yeah. or something. Yeah, Union Berlin. I think are top. You're right. I, I don't think. Oh yeah, now Union much. Berlin. Now yeah. Yeah, two points, two points ahead of uh, Dortmund. But I watched a bunch of Munich games. Mm-hmm. Dude, Mane hasn't had that effect. Like, he's not been bad, but he's not been great or anything. He's not world-changing. He's not... He's not like a... He can carry the team kind of guy yet. I don't think he was brought in to be that guy. I think um, Cosmo in the chat alludes to Mane being played as a false nine. And that might end up working for Tuchel. Uh, I mean, Dushel plays a bit out of position anyway. So yeah, so you don't know. Yeah. And and the Bayern and the Bayern hierarchy is very similar to like other clubs that he's famously not gotten not gotten along with the, with the members of the board. So I don't know how long that marriage will last. But I think if it does last, it lasts for at least two to three seasons, and that that would be enough for Tuchel to really get. Um, um, get get like trophies with that squad. I think him winning the Champions League with Chelsea was like a big signal to to, to the likes of Bayern, right? Okay, to keep him on 
on watch in case things don't go well with Nagelsmann. But let's get back to the Prem um, quickly. Uh, uh, Cosmo talks about Tuchel versus Oliver Khan. I think there's only one winner in that scenario. Uh, Oliver Khan, come on, guys. I mean, are we are we really talking about scrawny Tuchel versus Oliver Khan? Like oh, the the giant that is Oliver Khan. I I, I don't think that's yeah, that's uh, not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think Tuchel can fight, dude. <laughs> yeah. He did one hand job in the and he got sacked. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lost his job. Like, Lost his head, everything. Uh, so, but anyway, as, as I was saying, coming back to the Premier League, um, the Premier League fixtures kicked off uh, on Friday. It was a, an insane uh, game with Fulham taking on Nottingham Forest. That, that ended 3 2 to, uh, to Fulham. Yeah. Yeah. Set pieces. Nottingham Forest are so susceptible to set pieces, and it kept happening time and time again. <laughs> and, uh, it's it's kind of nuts that you know. I mean, you look at Nottingham Forest, and there's a blueprint, or rather, there's there's a pretty like scary example of not to do what they ended up doing, where they replaced the entire squad. They bought more twenty three players, which is what Fulham yeah. did three four seasons ago. And it did yield them any results. It, and as a matter of fact, Fulham just didn't manage to get it together and they ended up going down. So, um, absolutely very, very interesting decision by the, by the Forest board. And it's not been working for them. And I don't know how much longer they're, they're going to have before they realize they're in a real, real relegation scrap. I don't think they've won a game in the last five or six. They just bought a whole squad, dude. And yeah, you they quite a bit. But integrating that whole squad is gonna take time. Like none of the players know how to play with each other or what position or what. Like you have to teach them tactics, you have to teach them to move together, like where each guy will be. So it'll take a few weeks. Uh the only problem is I don't know if a team like Forest has a few weeks because They'll be in the relegation battle, and yeah, they're not. I think what they, I, I think what they, uh, what will have be going for them is the fact that I'm not quite sure how many internationals are in that squad, and with the World Cup coming in just under two months, um, I I firmly believe that you know they'll have that time to get something going. In, on the training ground. So by the time they do end up coming back, it'll be quite, uh, I mean, by everyone comes back, they might be a little more cohesive than what they currently are. So definitely will be very interesting to see what kind of forest we uh, ends up playing in the Premier League come January, February, because if they haven't gotten it together by then, then they are most certainly not going to get it, get, get it together by the end of the season. They might be going straight down and it'll be a fire sale for Forest players. Yeah. I don't see them... Uh, they play good football, but they're not cohesive as a, as a unit. That's the... Like, that'll take time, for sure. For sure. Like, I completely... Like, I, yeah. I don't think uh, it'll happen anytime soon, but I think that World Cup break might just help them. Uh, and then Villa also ended up playing um, the same night. Uh, I'd like to say against Palace. Were they against Palace or were they? Yeah, I'm just rechecking. Yeah, I just need to make sure. I've, I've been out of uh, football this weekend. 
<laughs> no, I know, I know Jacob Ramsey scored the goal because I was watching highlights. But I, oh my God, they played uh, Southampton. Southampton, sorry, yes. I know. I, we I were supposed to play Palace, goal. weren't we? No, we were supposed to play Leeds this week. Palace was the week before that. So, yeah. so I don't think Palace played their game either, right? Palace's game yeah, they didn't play. off. Yeah. And so, yeah, and um, Aston Villa finally got their second win of the season um, after an impressive 1-1 draw against Man City the last time we, uh, the games were played. Speaking of Man City, it didn't take them very long to, opening, to open the scoring uh, at Wolves. Within 50 seconds, Kevin De Bruyne, I do all that. That man is a cheat code. I think it should be illegal to have Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland in the same team. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit bizarre just how good and how insane that team looks. Jack Rish, however, scores the first goal. Just too good. Just too good. Yeah, taps it in. Uh, and then for the second, Erling Haaland bullies <laughs> the defender. And he's been bullying defenders all, uh, all through that game. And then... Kind of scuffs his shot, but anything he touches at this point turns to goals. So, in yeah. it goes to the back of the net. And then our man, uh, is it Collins, who decides to like kung fu kick Jack Grealish in the chest? Yeah. <laughs> as as red uh, a card as you possibly ever see, right? I, yeah. I had no idea what that, that was all about. And Wolves, when they came out in the second half, they looked quite good. Uh, there was... Um, what is that? There's, there was a, a period where they were very, very um, in control of the game. And then Sri just hit them on one counter. Phil Foden like, just trickles the ball past uh, Jose Sa into the back of the net. Game over. And then from there, Sri just controlled the game and went home with the three points. Um, Spurs, I think, was the most fun game to watch on Saturday. Because yeah. <laughs> that game I was like... was very excited for that game, wasn't he? I was very excited. I mean, I'm I'm not complaining about my FPL fixtures this game week. I have ended up with what 60 odd points with no wildcard played and a full playing eleven. So it's not it's not the worst. But uh, I would like to uh, express my frustrations at the fact <laughs> that uh, at the fact that Son, who I've owned for like five of the eight game weeks, decided to <laughs> score a hat trick in 17 minutes. After having returned absolutely <laughs> nothing, nothing for those last for those game weeks that I owned him, uh, very very frustrating. But um, yeah. Cosmo in the chat is like alluding to a Haaland point. He says he says what is a Haaland? It's criminal <laughs> to have that pace, finishing, and physicality in one person. His goal in the UC in the UCL was what was amazing. Oh yeah, we need to talk about that. I feel like we haven't really spoken about the UCL fixtures. Uh, Dortmund were very good against Man City and they hadn't let them have any shots on target. In comes John Stones, who absolutely thunder twats one into the back of the net. And then you have this, this in- insane combination of play where Cancelo, with the outside of his foot, curls a ball into the box. And Haaland, almost Zlatan-esque, I feel like he's, got, he's like Zlatan with more pace, is what I would describe Erling Haaland. Because he has yeah, the build, he has yeah. yeah, he has very very Zlatan-esque finish. I've only seen Zlatan attempt to do something like that in the past, and not very successfully on most occasions. But this dude, he just gets a touch to the ball and bam, back of the net, game has swung, and then simply just control things. You know what's funny about Haaland is like before the season started, this Gary Neville podcast, he's discussing with a bunch of guys like 
Well, you, I don't know like if Haaland will take to the Premier League. It's such a physical yeah. league. And you're like, the, he's probably the most physical player in the world. Okay. He's like, like a Norse guard built and he runs at the speed of light. Okay. <laughs> and you think he won't take to the physicality of the Premier League. It just didn't make any sense. But there were so many people who doubted him at that time and he shut everyone up. And what's even more hilarious is his, like, his media stuff where they were like, uh, you only had five touches in the game and he's like, my dream is to f- score five goals with five touches in the next game. <laughs> like, it's very really Piss with the media. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's hilarious. I feel like he's, he's an enigma. Like, even if you follow him on social media... The man is very much in control of his socials. He's not like media trained. He's just he he's what is a twenty twenty two year old just living living the dream, dude. He has a one fifty million clause apparently that activates in two years, uh, and I think the only way to stop him right now, from what I'm seeing, I feel people will come up with a plan because the Premier League is as such that there will be a way to negate what he's doing so successfully now in a few months or probably by next yeah. season. But the only way to truly negate him at this point is for Madrid to come in and get him. And I and I think after having that um you know that issue with Mbappe, they might just focus all their efforts on getting Haaland because they they want him in their squad. <laughs> but you never know because Perez is a magman. I think there's but a City, certified City is not gonna give him up so easily for sure. I don't think no, this is... actually both of them have a clause. Mbappe has an 18-month clause where he can start talking to uh, this thing. So, by next summer, he can already start talking to Madrid again. Mm-hmm. And so can Haaland. So, 20, after the 23-24 season, they can both start uh, negotiating. I think the only thing with, with regards to Mbappe, the, I, I, the, there is no other reason as... Uh, I mean, obviously, he was paid an insane amount of money. But... For the for PSG to really hold on to him, it I think it could have, they only did it because of the World Cup, because they wanted yeah. the three the three figures of Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe as the poster boys for um, for the World Cup, right? To show that all Qatar is capable. And of funnily them. enough, they actually offered Chelsea Neymar, and Tuchel said no because he had a bad time with Neymar in the dressing room when he was there. Yeah, but Neymar has been killing it dude, this season. He's, Neymar yeah, is he's killing it this season. He's absolutely but come, come birthday, he's gonna take a one month leave. It's not his birthday, my friend. It's his sister's birthday where he takes the leave. Oh, never mind. <laughs> very, never mind. very, very uh, yeah. strange situation there. But yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> oh god, that threw me off. I'm sorry. Uh, coming back to Holland. So, I, I don't know how the leagues will stop him. Everyone is going to go for the World Cup. My dude is going to be chilling uh, yeah, <laughs> in Manchester. <laughs> but but we'll, see how, we'll see how the next game week pans out. Oh, the next, uh, I don't even want to talk about that. That we'll talk yeah. about the preview on game, game Week 9 when that comes. There won't be an episode. This is the only episode this week. If there is clamor for uh, another episode where we'll talk like the best Premier, best Premier League team of all time or the best Champions League fixtures, that's something we could run with. Yeah, so, if you're listening, yeah. just yeah, just let us know on our socials and we'll put together uh, an episode. 
but I'd also like like to talk about Spurs. I, I think we were talking about Spurs before we got distracted. Yeah. Um, Spurs, uh, Spurs look like look terrible. They still haven't clicked. I was watching Expressions uh, uh, watch the game, and he keeps calling it fossil football because it's sit back and hit them on the counter, sit back and hit them on the counter. And I don't think the sitting back aspect is working very well because they did lose to Sporting Lisbon, so Sporting Club Lisbon, Sporting Club de Lisbon. Apparently, if you call them Sporting Lisbon, they get cursed or something. So I'm, I'm very wary yeah. of my curses. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I I recently figured this out. So let's just oh. refer to them as Sporting. <laughs> so SCP. SCP, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the second goal that Sporting scored against against Spurs was a thing of beauty. There were two nutmegs. There was one nutmeg on Emerson and there was one nutmeg through Hugo Lloris' legs, right? And Emerson ended up getting dropped. Ivan Perisic played right back for most of this game. Ryan Sessegnon was left back. It didn't work. He brought on Emerson in the second he, he brought on Emerson Royal in the second half. And then he ended up bringing on Son, who was very pissed that he'd been dropped. And, um, and Son, yeah, he just ran right. Yeah. Do you think this is him back in the squad now? or If you like ask Simon me, I, I think he will be in, this, in the starting 11 for the North London derby. And that's going to be a very tasty fixture because whoever wins yeah. that game goes on top. Yeah, yeah, and I think Spurs are still Spurs and Man City are still the only unbeaten teams in the league uh, at this point. So, Spurs and City. Uh, That's right. Yeah, so if Spurs win, Spurs are on seventeen points and Arsenal are on eighteen points. So this yeah. is and it's an early kickoff. I don't know if it will still happen because I I've, I've heard that there are there's going to be uh, a train strike um, on that day, so the game may be postponed. Really? I don't know if the fix yeah the fixtures may end up going through uh, a tube strike if I'm being more so all accurate. of them or all of them or just a few I think the London games specifically London games okay yeah um, because there's, there's a strike that was planned but I'm not sure if that plan the strike is going to happen given uh, given um, all of that has happened over the last couple of weeks that the Queen has yeah. passed her funeral is today at maybe happening right now as we speak it's going on yeah. Yeah, so there's the it, I don't know what ramifications or what ripples the, that event is going to have um, on that strike. But Spurs, man, um, Son ended up really saving their bacon in that second half, and they were in the lead. Uh, Wilfred Ndidi, Le- Leicester. Can we talk about Leicester for a quick minute? Yeah, Cosmo. Um, yeah, yeah, Cosmo just yeah, Cosmo in the chat mentions that Leicester want to go to the championship and win it. Leicester looked like they're bound for the championship. I've never seen a team look so different. Um, Brendan Rodgers is close to the sack if he's not going to get sacked soon enough. I think another because I give him another few weeks. I think I think give it eleven, ten or eleven. I think he's done. I'm surprised he hasn't gone. Still, I I really really surprised he hasn't gone because. To, to still be in the position that they are and for them to have not taken any quantifiable action, I don't understand what the play is at Leicester because they haven't really bought players to supplement the squad. The squad is aging. A lot of the players that were world-class potential players are starting to look very, very 
ordinary. Madison seems to be shining as this jewel in the crown. That second goal Leicester scored on the weekend was absolutely fabulous for Madison. What a yeah. finish. But barring him, everyone in that team, especially that goalkeeper, Danny Ward, my God, Danny Ward yeah, is being exposed. God. Yeah, is being exposed too, too terribly. Yeah. Yeah. I I okay, I need to like first hold my hands up and say he will he is maybe a hundred times uh, of a better keeper than I will ever be. I'm obviously not um, comparing him to myself, but in <laughs> the Premier League, compare. yeah, yeah, obviously not, right? Mm-hmm. But in the Premier League, uh, my man is being exposed in ways uh, that that he could never possibly imagined. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not even like I don't think he was even the second behind uh, Schmeichel when Schmeichel was. Who, who was the? Yeah, there was another guy there before. I forget who that was. Yes, and I don't know like, from where he's come and, uh, you know, trying to do what he's doing. I don't know about Danny Ward. Dude. I don't know what Leicester's plays there. Maybe there's, there's something uh, that could happen. Cosmo also adds that Maguire should have gone to Leicester. He would have really fitted into, fitted into it like, <laughs> like, like a glove. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we'll talk about Harry Maggs. He didn't start the game on uh, on Thursday against uh, Sheriff. Mm-hmm. And United kept a clean sheet. It was extremely straightforward. Controlled the game. There were people watching that game from their apartments in Moldova. Ronaldo yeah. stat pat- Yeah, Ronaldo stat patted a goal. Sancho scored another. Took his tally to three for the season. United look like they're going somewhere. I don't know where they're going, but they'll probably end up going somewhere. Yeah. yeah, so will be interesting to see how they shape up for the North, for the Manchester derby, which is uh, the day after the the, London, the North London derby. So two very yeah, interesting fixtures too. Came to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm really looking forward to that weekend of fixtures. It just sucks that the international break is now, and then we have to. Yeah, it should have been. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. Like, I haven't seen United play a Premier League game. I think we would not have seen them play a Premier League game for close to a month by the time the, uh, the Manchester mm. derby rolls in. Yeah. Uh, speaking of derbies, Arsenal went to Brentford and absolutely cleaned up um, at Brentford. Three three goals with no response. Yeah, they no. were... I, yeah, I was listening to um, the AFTV podcast today when I was on my run. And mm-hmm. a lot of them spoke about... I was actually watching the game. I was at, at, at like this place for, for a drink and then they were playing the game there. And a lot of my thoughts were echoed on this podcast where they spoke about how not for one minute after they went ahead did they feel like they were going to lose or draw that game. And that's just how confident that they are, that they are at the moment. Yes, they have ended up losing to United where they were punished for dilly-dallying on the ball. Um, yeah. and just being extremely stupid in their decision-making. But I think at Brentford, they were solid. Uh, they didn't let Brentford have a sniff in the game, took their goals. They're very dangerous from set-pieces, while Spurs are notoriously bad from set-pieces. So something to keep an eye out for in the North London derby. And just comfortably uh, ran out winners in that game, top of the table, going into the international break, the mood around Arsenal is very, very um, um, positive at the moment. And this is a question I want to ask you guys. 
do you think that they're legitimate title contenders? Like, do you see them? I don't think they're going to win the title. I, that's my opinion. Is I don't think they're going to win the title. But do you see them like running City close um, during this game? I don't think season? so. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I don't think so. Just a glory, I think it just seems like a glory period that they're going through right now. Even though they're looking strong, but I don't think they have that squad rotation and depth in them to take them through all the way. They don't look unbeatable or infallible or something. <clears throat> they're playing well together. They're linking, linking them together, yeah. all of that. Uh, but I don't think they can challenge. I don't think anyone right now can challenge City, actually. It's pretty much yeah. like a hopeless... If you go for the title, it's pretty much hopeless to City right now, in, in my opinion, at least. I, I think currently Spurs can give them a good challenge for the title. No, like what I saw in the UCL is like, dude... The Spurs is Spurs will also go through a bad patch. I don't think they can challenge City. Uh, I don't think anyone can really at the moment challenge City this season. Maybe in yeah. the cup. That's it. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Arsenal may end up challenging for the title, but they're definite. Like I think they're very very. Um, what do you call strong? Top four contenders. I think they're yeah, definitely yeah. one of one of the top four. And I'll and I'll say why I don't think they'll challenge for the title. I think that playing Levin is playing fantastic football. I think they're um, they're a great unit that's really come together. But the problem is that they have to keep that playing eleven fit. Even though yeah, Fabio yeah. Vieira came on for Odegaard, Odegaard was injured sometime between the Europa League fixture and and this game. But they didn't play this week, right? I think the PSV game got cancelled. Oh, man, man. Yeah, the game got Yes, the PSV game got got postponed. So uh, I think something happened. Odegaard, he wasn't fit. Fabio Vieira came in, absolute screamer, screamer of a goal. So there's strength in depth for certain positions, not all positions. For certain positions, there's definitely mm-hmm. strength in depth. The main problem is the Gabriel Jesus situation, by which I mean um, Gabriel Jesus is. Excellent. I think he's probably the best buy of the of the season so far. Actually, no. Yeah. What am I saying? Erling Haaland exists, but if he, there is a close Haaland, he doesn't count. Yeah, Haaland is in a, in a category of his own. But yeah. if you were to really take uh, all the other transfers that have happened this season, I think Gabriel Jesus has really added a new dimension to Arsenal. He yeah. hassles and harries defenders, and you know he's never like quiet, never still. Yeah. Always, the only way you get at him is you kick the life out of him, which is what Varane and Martinez did to him a couple of weeks ago. And if you don't do that, you don't end up stopping him. His goal, which, which is a wonderfully taken goal, and, and I think it also helps that Granit Xhaka is in probably the best form of his life and has had the best equation with the Arsenal fans for some time. Yep. He is. He looks good. But the, the Jesus conundrum particularly here is that if he doesn't if he stays fit then I see them like going on to do really good things maybe go on a cup run I think a cup is definitely possible with the squad but if he gets injured that means Eddie Nketiah is your number nine for the rest of like for, mm-hmm. for the rest of the period that he's out and I wouldn't call Eddie Nketiah like for like replacement for Gabriel Jesus yes mm-hmm. Eddie Nketiah hasn't played as much um, and you, you don't know um, what like what uh, what kind of player he'll t- he'll 
play he turned out to be in that period but that being said i don't think anyone replaces gabriel jesus and that is the only reason i see them faltering i see i think if kane gets injured you'd have a front three of son kulusevski and uh, and richarlison so there are you can supplement that position i say even if if haland gets injured city have an entire system based they, on a false have, nine yeah city is quite sorted even united who look uh like a little all over the place um sometimes up front if they get yeah. injured um then you know like, like i say if ronaldo gets injured you have i think marcial sancho and rashford will uh, will come we'll in take it up, and yeah. there's all and believe me when i say this the number 11 will be back at some point um for united because really? uh, yeah because there have been i haven't kept up he's, he's yeah he's been included in the under 21 squad uh he like that oh. case has gone real i don't want it's not it's a criminal case i don't really want to say much on it but yeah. i see, i don't i don't back. want him yeah i don't want him back but i feel united are we can will do everything not need him need united have is a 100 million pound asset to them yeah his price may have taken a bit of a tumble but uh, i fully believe that given how things how things have unfolded over yeah. the last couple of years especially there's the case at arsenal where something really bizarre happened and the man is still playing football in the middle of the pitch um like for mm-hmm. like it's that's just the world we end up yeah. living in it's quite terrible personally i would not want him back anywhere near the club but i don't think that's going to be the case i feel he'll be back to at some point so there are definitely enough um options but with arsenal i'm not quite sure i think bukayo saka is just in, injured and and he's uh, not he's not injured he's just what am i saying he's played so many games he's very close to exhaustion he's when he's he comes Yeah when he comes back from the I don't think he's burnt out but when he comes back from the world cup he's going to be like that those legs are going to be even more tired so you don't know um what the playing level will be I think this is a great base for the Arsenal team they're three or four positions away from uh, really mounting a serious title charge which I think will come yeah. if they continue to play the kind of football that they're playing I think it will come um in the near future but we'll have what we'll have to wait and see but now let's how many of the players are going to be at the world cup i think saka goes i think saka for um, sure uh, i i believe he also goes. ends up going i don't know if he he didn't get picked for this this tournament i don't think uh, for this set of fixtures i'm not quite sure why he's not going but i'm pretty damn sure he's going to the world cup uh, yeah. then i uh, the, i um what is the background Yeah. Ram, yeah, Odegaard is not going because Norway aren't going. Ramsdale definitely yeah. is going. Yeah, he'll be. Uh, Tommy Asu. I don't know if he'll play, but yeah. I don't know if he'll play, but he'll definitely go. He'll be, he'll uh, be in the Tom, squad for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Asu definitely going. Ben White might go. Um, Saliba will Partey. definitely go. Partey. He'll of course he'll go. Uh, Ghana, yeah, Ghana made it. Ghana yeah. beat Nigeria in the qualifiers. Yeah. 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 Martinelli definitely Martinelli will also go he'll really? go for I think Brazil yeah they'll, they'll, they'll take him yeah. as a squad player for sure mm-hmm. um Shaka is the Swiss captain he's got to go um yeah, who else are we looking nice yeah who else are Suarez. we looking at so uh, uh, Cedric Suarez 
I don't think he goes. Uh, I don't think Fabio goes. I don't think um, El Nani doesn't go because Egypt isn't going. Zinchenko. No, Ukraine. Ukraine they didn't make it. They they lost to Wales it. in the playoffs. So. Um, what about yeah, Scotland? So Scotland are out as well, right? Scotland lost to uh, Ukraine, and then Ukraine lost to Wales. All right. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I think a big chunk of that team goes, and I'm I'd be interested to see what really um, happens to them post the World Cup season. Um, yeah, because so we, if they've got a few of their main players are going, they'll come back quite burnt out after that. Yeah, and I think that'd be the case with a lot of players who have uh, who have World Cup heavy teams. So, yeah. or like in internationals, that would be more easy. Straightforward. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, just replying to Cosmo's uh, question for Odegaard. He won't go because Norway aren't uh, part of this uh, World Cup this year. Mm. Yeah, I was just saying, I think the lower table and mid-table teams actually might benefit from the World Cup. Like, Forest will basically get like a half pre-season to get their act together and so will a lot of other teams, I think. Like, yeah, I think it... I think the mid-table teams really benefit from yeah. from the World Cup break. Uh, a lot of the teams that don't have internationals that will fly to the World Cup will benefit from it. It really puts the, the top six race into quite a spin because I'd be very interested to see what the top six end up doing, what versions of them come back. Liverpool, I, I'm not quite sure. I think Liverpool also a big chunk of that squad ends up going to the World Cup. And I think for them, this this current break that they've had with... Um, with the Queen's passing, might actually do do wonders to their um, um, to their season because they have. Let's be honest, they're having a horrible season. Trent but, is also. Yeah, maybe, but that's going to be leading to a lot of fixture congestion post World Cup because right now there's not a single there's not a single window for another what do you call a game, and I'm I'm really worried about players this season because. They don't have a break at all. Like they don't have any break, and uh, yeah, it's too, too, too much. Too much. For example, uh, Mar- Marshall and Rashford. Mm. The Euro season rolled around. They they played. They overplayed so much that th- their legs were out. And they needed so much time to recuperate. This is going to be that kind of a season for the players. No, for sure. I think with the likes of let's say it's been such a short turnaround, right, for preseason as well. Yeah. So, and and I think right now, like, I, I believe the league also, you're not seeing a lot of free-flowing football because a lot of players are playing within themselves because everybody wants to be energy. on that. Yeah, no, they want to be, they're, they're not conserving energy, they don't want to get injured and they don't want to miss going to the World Cup. Like, is something that they're, uh, everyone's keeping an eye out, uh, eye on, right? So, very, very interesting. And I think Arsenal will, I just want to conclude the Arsenal chat here. Um, I, I I think Arsenal do fall off. I think they fall off after the World Cup uh, season. But until then, um, let's see. I'm enjoying their... I, I, it pains me to say this as a United fan, but it's good to see a yeah. team playing such nice uh, free-flowing football. And credit where credit's due, guys. Yeah, um, they're playing some good football. I actually yeah. enjoy watching their games right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but quickly, let's let's move on from this. Uh, okay, so the next topic I want to talk about, and this is something 
I feel is going to happen at Chelsea. Now, really, we haven't been able to pick Tushar's brain about Graham Potter at Chelsea. Um, so, Graham Potter at Chelsea, my friend, do you think it's going to be a success or not? Because I'll tell you, like, I don't want to like take up most uh, a lot of this conversation, but for me, this is like this is like Sari all over again, where you have a manager with this playing style that comes in, and then the team just get fed up with him. Uh, halfway through, like not the team, the fans get fed up with him halfway through the season, mm-hmm. and then you start see people. Then you start seeing people call him not a Chelsea man and this, not this, then that. So I don't know. I'm a little skeptical about the the Potter signing. Um, I mean, first of all, Tusha losing his job was nothing to do on the pitch. Yeah, sure. It was a boardroom fight, yeah, right? It was not yeah. the fans calling for his head. It was not the players calling for his head. Uh, even though there were reports later, like a smear campaign that oh, he lost dressing room, but most of the players were like, no, not really. He didn't lose the dressing room. Probably one of the best tacticians. Having said that, he, he plays the same system that Graham Potter plays. So, at least in that sense, he sort of slots right in to the players that Tuchel picked. If you went and picked Poch, someone who plays a completely different style, then you have players for one system but you're trying to play another system and and then you're screwed but at least in this there is good flow there's good continuity yeah one thing i saw in the last game champions league was like there was creativity in this free flowing creativity um like what was happening under tushal was like we were not taking any risk at all like mm-hmm. there was no pass going forward from um, what what's his name oh, j5 <laughs> I, I keep j5 Georgino. Yeah. Georgino, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no pass. Georgino, like if he couldn't find a pass, he would pass right or pass left. That square yeah. pass he'll do or he'll pass back. There was no risking, no creativity, no trying to put a ball through, play a player through. Nothing was happening. But I don't think he's a type of player, is he? It was just, just all risking. like, And that's what I really liked about the... The, the Potter thing. At least what Todd Bully says is that he's going to give Potter time. Potter's come with his whole whole staff. He's taken everyone. Like, only the players were left at, at, <laughs> at right. right. No, except, I mean, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, except one, that, right? Huh? Except one guy, Mark Kukra. <laughs> My man was playing 40 chess. <laughs> I mean, but managers normally take their whole crew with them, you know, wherever they go. Not I mean, necessarily. Not United don't don't get their whole crew, actually. The last three times, the only the managers mm. come, not his whole crew. At United, at least. That was the biggest problem for United, that the backroom staff would be the old guys, but you would get a new yeah. manager. Uh, so, I, um, see, the thing is, I, I don't think... Um, I don't think Potter won't be given time. I I only feel, given the club that Chelsea, like you have 20 years of operating in a certain style and you're used to winning trophies season after season. I think Chelsea are coming on, what, six years of not having challenged for the league, right? 2016, 16, 17 was the last time they won it. Or yeah. uh, under Conte. So, but they've been winning trophies, like, Obviously, like throughout throughout the, the yeah, year. Even last year, we made it to two finals. I thought we would have made, come away with at least one trophy. 
Yeah, exactly, right? So, and you're always challenging for trophies, one way or the other. I don't know with with Potter that something you do this season. Maybe you do, and maybe it's it's great. But like all the stats point to otherwise, and I don't know if that if the fans will be patient enough, given just the the culture that's that exists at Chelsea. I mean, to be honest, I I was really hoping that Tushal would be the guy that would stick for some time. I'm I didn't actually see that firing coming. I think it was like I don't I don't think saw that coming. It was this amazing. I don't know what how that happened, but yeah, it was basically a management butting head kind of issue. Yeah. Um. I I I'm hoping that they give pot. I mean, dude, come on, Arteta has gone, gone like thrust the process bullshit for like four seasons now. And they're still giving him time. They're still backing the manager. They're backing the manager. Um, but that's because they did that with Wenger, right? So there's a history of doing that where you have a manager that is not succeeding, but because they believe in, uh, uh, what do you call it? They really believe in making um, that manager succeed and giving him all the tools to get what he wants to achieve. Um, whereas at Chelsea, it's like Ancelotti got fired in, what, in the tunnel at West Brom. And Carlo Ancelotti, I remember the season where he did the double, where yeah. they won the yeah. FA Cup yeah. and the Premier League. The man was scoring seven, like having his team score seven, eight goals a game. I, there was one day, I think, against, was it against Villa? Where Chelsea scored seven. It was just, it was an absolute smash in. Um, and thank you, Priyanka. Thank you we do for loving the podcast. Just FYI. Um, <laughs> But anyway, back to the point is that I don't know if like I, if Chelsea will be that patient with him. If they are patient with him, you never know. That might just be a masterstroke from Todd Bowley. Um, uh, I think that with Salzburg, they're still negotiating for the director, and he really wants his like his personnel in. Uh, I think it was kind of clear that the moment they were they were in, they would want their guys to be there. Atusha represents the old regime. A regime that they kind of want to upstage a little bit. It also do- didn't help that they butted heads over over transfer strategies because there wasn't really a proper plan in place. Um, Boli really wanted Cristiano Ronaldo, and Tuchel, being the sensible man that he is, said, "Are you are you crazy? No, uh, he would just absolutely derail everything." And so much. I mean, could have, it's like, that there's a lot of news that Boli. Is, is saying that, okay, I'm putting a football director and then next thing I'm going to do is put a CEO. Because I think he's listening to the feedback that he's a Yank and Yank should not be running a football club. There, yeah. I mean, he's looking, he was, he, he was, he was like, obviously you should buy Cristiano Ronaldo because he's like a Hall of Famer and, a, and everyone's like, there's no Hall of Fame in football. Dude. Like, <laughs> Like that. I mean, there is there is a Premier League Hall of Fame. I mean, there is like there is, there like is, is, but it, there's no like direct but, NBA NFL kind of thing, right? Hall of Fame kind of thing. Yeah, like it it matters a lot, right? You can't buy a 37 year old and just disrupt your whole team for one yeah. guy. Like, it makes no sense. I um, don't think. See, the thing is, yeah, sorry. but I'm saying that he's recognizing that now he shouldn't be making these decisions and he shouldn't be doing all of these things. So he's putting in place the personnel at least. Like I was really happy with the move that because RB Leipzig 
uh, all the RB companies were, were under this sporting director, basically. And yeah, so hmm. yeah, <laughs> and Cosmo really puts this out. Bowley yeah. putting a four-four-three plan while planning for transfers. I mean, I, I feel that is just that may be a slip of the tongue, and you know, it could have been uh, like just a rumor in my opinion. I don't really pay attention to that. What I do want to like address, and I know we kind of spoke about this before we uh, went live, is his comments on the North South um, All Star game. Oh man. Uh, okay, so the the North South All Star game, right? Uh, I personally don't think it's a bad idea if it replaces the Community Shield. I th- I think like if you look at look at All Star Weekend because All Star Weekend is this break in the middle of the season where you have a bunch of really fun games it's like everyone's coming together it, yeah. it works it's just like a it's it's a fun thing football definitely is a lot more tribal than basketball i would 100% agree on it but with the way the sport is going i think football is a lot less tribal today than it was let's say 10 12 years ago like when we were when we were 14 15 the rivalries of arsenal chelsea united like you, those teams mm-hmm. hate each other. Like it's so much so it derailed the England English national squad. Uh, you Pretty have much. Spain yeah. on the other, yeah. You have Spain on the other hand, who were who went where the teams of Barcelona and Real Madrid headbutted each other for four or five years, but they won everything in those four or five years. So it's kind of weird how things worked out. Yeah. But the Premier League has naturally been generally English uh, football in general is more competitive. I don't think. Even if you were to go to South America and have players from River Plate and Boca Juniors in the same team, there'd be riots. So I, I fully understand um, that that perspective. But the intent and I, if like I, I want to be honest, the only thing where I, I feel this is uh, this thing dies is the two hundred million that he says that will trickle down into the into the pyramids, uh, into the footballing pyramid. If those, if those figures that he quotes are to be exact, I don't think any club or other um, any club is letting any of that money trickle down to the pyramid. As of now, like you, Bali went out of business. Fifty thousand or sixty thousand pounds needed. No team lifted a finger to give them anything. That's the, the the league is is run by greed. It's like and look at the amount of money it's generating. Every league is run by greed, right? Right now. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. But my my one comment on the All Star thing was that even if you watch the NBA All Star game, it's not even like those guys are giving that their all. It's become like a very mediocre, like a yeah, like a friendly. Yeah, it's for, yeah. yeah, it's, it's more, more like for the a hype show. of the fans. Yeah, and yeah it's it's nothing the, great to yeah. watch anymore. Like it used to be at one point, but now it's just a very boring, mediocre kind of game that's happening. So I, I I hope they don't do it. Like even like even cricket, they should do some. Uh, what is that? The world uh, eleven against the world eleven. Asia eleven and they Asia. used to have that back in the day. Yeah, yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. India was the but, rest of the world. But it wasn't a big deal. Like it was just like yeah, something's happening. Like so, I don't think that'll bring in that much TV revenue. Plus, with the fixture congestion, dude, already players are complaining. Where will you? Where will you put I, a fixture for these guys? I think this replaces for me. I feel if it replaces the community shield, which I think is getting extremely jaded at this point. I'm uh, just like why are teams in the community shield? Do just do away with the or the top ten of the prem teams at least should not be playing. Otherwise, there's no point. The lower teams don't get a chance to like win. Like it's meant to be the FA Cup winner versus the Premier League winner, right? That's the whole thing. But I I, I don't know. I feel like it's just. Uh, 
it's low, it's lost its sheen. And I wouldn't be surprised if the All-Star game happens, let's say, five, six seasons from now. We're definitely headed towards, because I don't think the Premier League, the Premier League is generating so much money at this point. And they, and I, and I heard Simon Jordan talk about this on TalkSport. If they choose to build their own platform, it's over for everybody else. Like, if the Premier League create their yeah. own, like, streaming platform, it is over for, like, the La Ligas. For, I mean, if it's already over for the La Ligas and uh, the Serie A's and, and so on. But they will have complete, uh, like, a vice-like grip over the entire uh, football, uh, football world. And they're not doing that right now because they're getting so much money through the broadcasting rights. Like, Sky, Amazon, like, BT are just throwing money at them and saying, you know what, here, take more. It's great for us who are in the, in the subcontinent because we essentially pay uh, what? Um, 150 rupees. If you yeah. do no. 150 rupees plan, you can you can watch every Premier League game. Yeah, for 1500 rupees. HBO Max and you can watch all the Marvel stuff sure. and some crazy amount of stuff. Yeah. I've, I, have, I advise all my friends living in the US and generally across the world, invest in a VPN, find somebody with an Indian number or who has a Hotstar mm-hmm. account and just use Hotstar. So you so, save up on so, so many streams. Today I was talking about the same with somebody from the US and uh, he asked me how much do we pay for Hotstar. <laughs> I asked him, what do you think we are paying for Hotstar? He's like, oh, $250 a month. And we were like, no, we're two fifty dollars a month. That's what he thought. And two fifty. Okay, more than two fifty dollars a month. What I really want to address is how does he think people in India have the money to afford two fifty dollars a month on a streaming service? So streaming when, we told, yeah. when we told him it's ten dollars a year, he was like, "What really?" I pitched this to uh, to a, a grad school class when I was doing a presentation, and I pitched it to like my my work my work friends on a call. Where they said, excuse me, what? I said, yeah, roughly equals to about 12 and a half, uh, 12, 50 yeah. a year. And he's like, dude, I need your number details. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, if I were to give you the breakdown, like if you want to watch every Premier League game in the UK, it would cost you 120 pounds. Plus it would cost you HBO Max, which costs you another 15 pounds. Plus yeah. the Disney Plus subscription would cost you another 15 pounds. Exactly. So that, yeah. That's uh, almost you're doing it one fifty one fifteen thousand rupees a month to watch every show which you can watch for one fifty rupees in India. Thousand rupees a year. No? Yeah. I think Sorry? I think the Disney Plus the Disney Plus bundle uh, in in the UK is quite lucrative because yeah. they have Disney and Hulu. Like Hulu doesn't exist outside the US, right? So all mm-hmm. of Hulu's content is on is on Disney Plus. Which is why, like, when I was in the UK and I was trying to get set it up on a television, uh, I was like, oh, wow, you have, if you set the ratings, you get access to so much more content. And I, I, if I'm in the UK, I pay for a Disney Plus subscription because there's so much that you're getting out. It's not just getting the Disney animation films. You're getting Prey, mm-hmm. you're getting The Bear, a lot of the stuff that's on yeah. Hulu, uh, which is now, which doesn't come to Hotstar immediately. Like, Prey hasn't come to Hotstar yet. But the bear is on Hotstar, and I would highly recommend. I know you're on a football show, but I recommend like if you want to watch good television, always, always recommending. Uh, check out the bear; it's really nice. Uh, but anyway, I don't think <laughs> I don't think the Premier League is going to give up the current deals that it currently has, especially with with India, where Disney. I don't think Disney's going to give it up. I don't think HBO is going to give it up. Warner Brothers no. is going to give uh, going to give it up. Because of the sheer amount of people that they've captured, right? 
because yeah. Hotstar represents is is considered the most friendliest of all the streaming services, uh, and it has like per game has what two hundred thousand people, two lakh people watching. Um, yeah, average make it, yeah make out that yeah better. those numbers are insane. So the prem, I I don't know how much longer uh, they'll keep. shelling out to uh, to broadcasters in return for huge sums of money but it will be interesting uh, interesting to see i i i think dushar spoke about this the last time we um, we had him on the pod about how the, the super league already exists and it's called the english premier league yeah. the with the with yeah with the way <laughs> the, uh, and that's why perez and the rest of the and rest of europe are so scared because you see nottingham forest who have the ability to bring in 23 players while madrid have spent a third of what they have spent yeah nottingham forest were outbidding atletico madrid ajax juventus and ac milan and nottingham forest is a promoted team <laughs> the yeah. power of premier league yeah but it's also i think their own doing right i think la liga has extremely disproportionate like madrid and barcelona and maybe atletico take most of the the money tv rights money and the rest of the teams take the greatest thing about the apl is till today every team gets equal tv right payments and even if you get relegated you get 3 years of parachute payments and yeah something so so you really need to learn yeah. Mm. So so lucrative, right? And then uh, the I think the issue with Spain generally is like language plays a big part. I think language is um, is a barrier. I think Spain Spain had uh, had the viewership because of the two phenoms that they had, and um, they failed to capitalize. They absolutely did. They really did. Not so not as competitive as the Premier League, no. We need like three teams, three, four teams that are competing. I feel because the way they split broadcasting rights, right? Like I feel Madrid and Barcelona get the biggest chunks. I think Tushar has spoken about this in a pod previously about how they get the bigger chunk of the broadcasting rights because their fan base is global. A Getafe or a Rio Vallecano like doesn't have that global fan base, not at least to the degrees of the Madrid's and Barca's. But I think with the Premier League, it's just that because. the chances are that it's so competitive right and they there's no easy games in the prem at this point no, yeah maybe no, forest no. is is the biggest rollover but even bournemouth went to newcastle and got a yeah, got a point yeah. newcastle by the way one win in seven uh, they look quite i mean they look good but they i don't you just got to ask like eddy how dude how yeah <laughs> it's terrible terrible absolutely terrible So, uh, Cosmo says most of the football fans can't name fifteen La Liga teams, but will name every team uh, because it's a th- because of FPL. Yeah, yeah so there's FPL. FPL, yeah. FPL yeah, makes you want to watch the game actually to see if the player you picked scored the goal or not or got a red card. I, yeah, I like I was a diehard United fan. I've been a diehard United fan for quite for most of my life, but I really got invested in football when FPL. Became a thing for me. I remember 2013, 2012 was when I first started playing, and then you just start to pay attention to more games. And then I thought it was only just me. And then when Akshay began playing, I remember Akshay yeah. also was like, "Yeah, let's watch United game here and there." And then, then like he's for 
And then he switched like I, every I end up watching pretty much everything just to see if oh, Jesus has scored or not or assisted. I feel like it's, it's just that I've played it with any like, other sport. Like I played uh, American football fantasy. And uh-huh. Same thing. I would watch a game just to see if my player has done that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, I, Tushar. I just think that like when I started playing FPL, I started feeling a little bad because that pure watching your team joy didn't come that much because you're like, okay, my team scored, but the guy I picked didn't score. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> and I was like happy, sad or something. <laughs> the most confusing time I've had was the United 6-1 loss to Spurs. Because I was watching United get absolutely walloped at home. Actually, twice, as a matter of fact. This happened to me twice. Um, I, I was watching United Spurs and I was watching uh, United Liverpool. United Liverpool was 5-0 to Liverpool, right? Both the times I had Salah and Kane as captain. So as the goals are going in, you're just like, this is wrong. This feels wrong. <laughs> just <laughs> like I'm... And my team is conceding goals left right. I should be furious right now. And I was furious. But I'm just like, oh man, look at the Salah points. I just, I, I feel dirty. And I think that's what yeah. everyone really does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at the, the same time, it puts in the blow, right? It's like, mm. okay, Chelsea lost against Man City, but hey, I got some 20 points. Thank you. Thank you. And 6-1 game against uh, Spurs, I think I had... Uh, Bruno on my team and he scored and I was like, yeah, he scored, so it's okay, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. As a Bruno Penn right in that game, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like he gets yeah. And he scored, so the, and I had Kane as well, so I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. Uh, Cosmo in the chat also mentions, no way I would have watched Everton versus West Ham if not for Patterson. I did not watch this game. I have very little to comment on it. I did see the goal, though, Mope going near post. Uh, and West Ham looked like they're in trouble, dude. They have a striker. I don't know what the excuse is now. They got Skamaka in. They've got Lucas Paqueta in. Um, Moyes is walking on thin ice. I don't know how much more time he has. I saw Nick Frost, who is a big actor. You've seen him in movies like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and a bunch of those films. He's a big West Ham fan, and he was like, I, I think I'm leaning towards David Moyes being out. And a lot of, there's a, there's a sense of disgruntlement amongst the West Ham faithful. Uh, the team doesn't, should be performing a lot better than it currently is. Jared Bowen hasn't scored or assisted, I think, since the season began. Maybe he has an assist here and there. But West Ham also looks like they need to get their act together. Yeah, they're fighting for relegation. It's so funny in the Premier League how those fortunes can change. Like uh, when you, when you look at Everton two seasons back, they had bought a bunch of players and they got Ancelotti and they were challenging for Europe. Now they have Frank Lampard and they're challenging to not be relegated. And I think they're I think they're a lot more solid. I feel they have the second best defensive record in the Premier League. So Lampard's coming. And he's kind of like, I think now this season he's getting his, his players in. He's now like little by little, you know, trying to make sure that, which, oh my God. Which is hilarious is. because Lampard's not a defensive guy. The biggest problem with Lampard was defense. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like once this whole idea was for him to shut it down, right? And then make sure that the, the team stopped leaking goals, which is the problem, big problem with Everton. But now they, they seem to be playing a lot more like, Flowing, free-flowing football, yeah. defensively a lot more sound. 
uh, Patterson, as this guy um, Cosmo mentioned, is having a, a, a storm of a season. Andre Onana was really good from what I heard as well. Um, Iwobi, Alex Iwobi has completely changed under Frank Lampard. He's really taken to that creator role by storm. Um, so it's just, there's a lot going for Chelsea at this point and I'm sorry, for, for Everton at this point, Everton. Chelsea. Uh, there's so, a stat for, for our listeners. They've, mm-hmm. get, they've uh, had as many goals scored against them as City have had scored against them. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. And that's just six. Yeah. So Everton so, are being stingy in defence, which is good. I think Tarkovsky and... Uh, as you and mentioned, they, they have the best offensive record and... Yeah, they have Tarkovsky and Cody at the back. City is... I'm sure there's a team that's let in lesser goals than City. I think maybe Arsenal has let in lesser goals. Uh, Brighton have let, uh, let in lesser goals. Oh, damn. Brighton have the best defensive record. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, you have a Haaland who scored more goals. If Haaland was a club, he'd be fifth. So, like, <laughs> what do you do, dude? <laughs> he scored 11 goals already, dude. It's only like game week 7 or 8 or something. Yeah, he scored, yeah, he scored more, more goals than United and Chelsea. And Chelsea and so many teams. I'd be yeah. interested to watch watch him against uh, Martinez and Varane. Martinez famously pocketed him last time when Ajax played Dortmund, but I don't think Dortmund have the same uh, attacking threats that Man City do. So, which means a lot more space for Haaland in the box. So, it's going to be very, very interesting to watch that game. I watched the last Manchester derby in, in, a, in a pub in England and I must have screamed at the television so much. I really hope that's not a, a repeat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that be a repeat. Yeah. yeah, no, it was a horrible, horrible game to watch. Never again. I'm not watching games in pubs anymore. We've, we've improved vastly from there, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, there was this there was this viral clip that was going around from uh, I think the United Arsenal game outside the Smithfield, which is a United bar in in my in New York. I have this thing with every time United play bad, I go to the Smithfield to watch them play the next fixture because come what may, every time I've gone to the Smithfield, and this is one of those weird superstitions. Uh, United have always always drawn that game, and I think I've seen more United Chelsea games there than any other games that that they've played and every yeah. game that they've played there has been a draw so Crazy. to see people celebrating wins at the Smithfield for me is a very alien concept which is why I just sit and watch like I have like a I much prefer watching games at home uh, go, go watch the it. City game at least we'll draw at least we'll draw the game and not lose if it were only that easy adapt so improvise overcome dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I feel like on that note, is there any, anything else that we'd like to talk about? So we can. Uh, I think we didn't talk about the whole Madrid derby and the whole Vinicius Junior with his dancing. Oh, we really should. Yeah, yeah, my, my, yeah. Of course, yeah. I could be the missionary duties. Now I don't see what the fuss really is about about Vinicius's dancing celebration. No, there's that one bloke who said like. If he wants to dance, let him go back to Brazil and dance. And there's something he alluded to being a monkey thing, but that's him apparently. And everyone came out and just went full support for Vinicius, saying that you should dance if you want to dance. And um, yeah, yeah, dance he did. First part on that, on that, yeah. 
they're like, oh, it's disrespectful. It's like showboating. I think that those are their reasons, but I don't see the point. Yeah. Uh, Cosmos uh, is going to open a Smithfield in Bangalore. <laughs> I really should. I'll <laughs> speak to the. <laughs> I'll speak to uh, the, uh, <laughs> to the to the management. Hey guys, what have you thought of India? Uh, anyway. But but coming to the game, uh, Madrid played damn good for not having Benzema. Oh yeah, they were. Uh, that that too many pass for Rodrigo. Oh, postage stamp. Yeah. That was yeah. what what a what a pass that was. And Rodrigo Black uh, Oblak has no chance. And Vinicius for the second goal breaks past our defense. Valverde comes in at the back post. Uh, it was a it was a very very like Madrid are un, still unbeaten since the game since the season began. And Ancelotti is yeah Ancelotti is just like yeah we'll just. The World Cup's coming. It's a bit of bit of an off season. We'll we'll get into a flow um, come the second half of the season. And Madrid and Barca, I think, are the only unbeaten teams in La Liga. Barca also look very good. I think Gavi and Pedri are really pulling strings in midfield for for them. Gavi, mm-hmm. if you're if you're a if you're a football manager person, you would have had him on loan <laughs> or bought him at a cut throw, at a cut price when he was at Barcelona yeah. B. Um, Cosmo says, Koke uh, said, Vinny will be in trouble if he dances, but forgot Griezmann also dances. Yeah, the hypocrisy yeah, of it all, right? Yeah. Uh, Griezmann has yeah. Griezmann has been dancing. doing Fortnite dancing and whatever that eating all over the place the last two, three seasons. <laughs> yeah, so. Vinicius doesn't think uh, that was such a big problem. But if, but if uh, La Liga had a FPL, Vinny's your man. <laughs> Benzema's my man. I don't know if Vinny's my man, but Karim Benzema definitely. Vinny's right now at four, five. Uh, Benzema is at four, I think, and then everybody else in Madrid. R L nine would be on your team too. Hmm. Uh, R L nine is also yeah. He's he's had a bit of a stop start, but I think he'll also get into the thicker things soon enough. Um, definitely. Yeah, uh, Atletico look really bad. They uh, they've had yeah. their worst start to a, to a, a league since for some time now. Simeone, I don't think Simeone's position will ever be under threat. I think they're bottom bottom half, no? Yeah, I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, they're they are not having a very good season. They're having one, know, they're them Bayern Munich. Yeah, but seventh and Atletico. Dude, but um, Madrid's biggest thing is that. Imagine they have this guy, Modric, coming off for Kamavinga, dude. <laughs> just having yeah. that kind of a bench and is just insane. It's just insane. They have Cruz, Modric, Kamavinga, Chumani. Oh, dude, that, that team is Valverde. Valverde, yeah. That team is, is exceptional. But I think that should be that for this week. We'll be back. There's no more episodes this week. I think because we we'll, unless there's we decide to do something off the cuff, but we'll be back back for the game week nine preview next week. Should be a full house yeah. then. Uh, Hazard, yeah, Cosmo mentioned Hazard is also in Madrid. I completely forgot he was there. Yeah, <laughs> he actually did a decent job last the La Liga game. He gave some nice touches, gave some nice passes, little bit here and there. Yeah, it was good to see. Yeah, to see but, the Eden, but the Eden, Eden Hazard we know and love is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the Madrid fans are like. Sometimes, somewhere, all these small teams, all these real Betis and all, all this, mm-hmm. Royal Alcano and all this, you can, Hazard can do full chamak 
but otherwise not really <laughs> okay boys uh, i think that's yeah, that yeah. thank you everyone who's joined in who's listening uh, we really appreciate you uh, for listening in on us the podcast will be uh, on spotify uh, either t- tonight or tomorrow morning latest so you'll be able to listen it listen to it there if you prefer a more um, oral experience that sounds wrong but yes uh, uh, <laughs> oh my god i think you voice again <laughs> i am always using my sex voice ஒன்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட